Breath Hub. Take a deep breath. Deep conversations are starting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Deep Conversations by Breath Hub. We have Tom here. Hello, Tom. Welcome. Hi, Nevsha. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here, Mr. Draw Breath. <laughs> Would you like to start by introducing yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Tom Granger and I am from the UK, as you can probably tell by my accent. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a breath worker, I teach meditation, I teach um, different kinds of breath work. And at the moment, I'm particularly interested in slow rhythmic breathing techniques, but breathing rates overall. And some of your listeners may know me as the person who wrote Draw Breath. Uh, which is a book that teaches you basic breath work and meditation techniques um, by breathing in time with drawing. So it's a book that's filled with illustrations, a little bit like a coloring book, uh, but instead of coloring it in, you trace along lines. So pink lines mean breathe in and blue lines mean breathe out. And uh, there's different mandalas and, and animals and waves and all kinds of different pictures in there. And each one teaches you something different about your breath, about the physiology of your breath, about the psychology and how much you can change the mind using the breath. Um, and mm. right now, uh, so that was about two years ago I released that book. Right now I'm working on a new book called Breathe In Harmony. So we've done breathing and drawing and now it's all about breathing with music. Um, oh. And so right now I'm in San Diego in America um, where I'm interviewing scientists up the coast of California uh, who are studying what happens in the body when we change our breathing um, so that's what I'm doing and where wow, I am brilliant. and where I've got a little bit of a suntan <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah, uh, yeah so great. this is nice to get to chat to someone I know <laughs> yeah first I want to dive <laughs> first you. I want to dive into draw breath because the first time I heard the idea you know I'm a breath worker and I've been a breath worker like forever not to speak of my age mm. but it's been like when I think of it more than 25 <laughs> years my goodness yeah, so the first time I heard about draw breath and, you know, the whole idea and the whole concept, I just thought, wow, you know, what a brilliant idea. So I want to go back to the time you had the idea. And yeah. how, how, how did you have the idea? Mm. Like what happened? Did it just arrive in a second, like a aha moment or like, uh, because it's a brilliant idea. It's just, okay. yeah, amazing. Okay, yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, I'd been interested in meditation for a long time and I'd been working as a commercial artist for a long time. So designing logos and websites and all that kind of stuff for people. So my two kind of passions were already art and meditation. And I'd been noticing the similarities for a while, which many people do between drawing and meditation. You know, when you're learning to draw, you need to see past your projection of what you think something looks like and see what it looks like. And that's kind of what we're doing in meditation. We're seeing, we're noticing our thoughts about the world that we're projecting over the top of it. And so there's already like a, a poetry in the relationship between uh, meditation and, and drawing. Um, and for a while, ever since I'd been interested in meditation, I like writing poetry and things like that. I love wordplay. And I'd been writing poems about meditation and using that kind of language around meditation as a playground that we're aware of our awareness and thinking about thoughts and all these things lead to quite interesting um, wordplay. 
And then it was actually in 2017, I was traveling around India um, and we were in uh, Himachal Pradesh, which is like the foothills of the Himalayas and attending different meditation lessons and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I just started drawing the mountains around me, you know, drawing the landscape of the, these Himalayan foothills. And I thought, because we'd been just come out of this meditation um, session we'd been doing with one of the monks there, I thought, oh, this would be interesting just to draw these mountains in time with my breathing. And then I thought, wow, this is actually super relaxing. Um, And I thought, okay, so there's something in this. I can I can use this to teach people meditation. Um, And then it took about a year for me to develop the idea into the color system, you know, the the pink for inhale, blue for exhale. Um, And then the first publisher I showed it to wanted the idea because they could see like the potential of it for yes yeah, making great, people instantly feel relaxed you know yeah <laughs> so that's it's a great how idea. it was accepted I mean, um yeah i was like yeah. wow when i first oh, first saw it and heard about it because we also uh, you know i'm also working with the breathing sciences faculty i teach at the faculty and we use a device called capno trainer and it's an educational capnograph and over there we use like waves and we use certain diaphragms to also lead people into Mm. like slowing their breath and we tell them to watch the wave or we sometimes tell them to watch a ball you know going up going down sometimes waves sometimes certain diagrams so it's like yeah it's just brilliant it's very creative and it's brilliant and and when you start, I'm, I bet you started hearing from your readers and from the people who not only read, but practiced your book. So how did that go? I want to I wanna know more about it. And how did it feel? Because I know how it feels when you publish a book and then you start hearing the stories from the readers and it must be great. So what? Yeah, what's, it's what, wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, because of how Instagram, was the journey? you like, can how really was the experience uh, all the people. Yeah, so, so 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 because of Instagram now, you're very close to your readers. You're anyone who reads my book can see the uh, Instagram in there is at draw breath, and then they they email me and say, oh, I loved your book, and and it really is amazing. It's it's one of the most rewarding parts of creating anything is knowing that it's been meaningful for somebody else. Um, and it's funny because, you know, the meditation's about sort of um, uh, dropping the ego. <laughs> but when people come and say, your book's amazing, and then they start quoting you on Instagram and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this is definitely not good for my ego. Um, but no, it's really lovely because probably a couple of times a month, someone will, will um, just write me a message on Instagram just telling me how, especially in the lockdown, you know, people have been looking for something they can do on their own. Um, to protect their mental health, to look after themselves. And it seems like that this the book that um, came through me um, has really helped people uh, in, that, in that situation because it's a, a way of learning meditation on your own. Um, I do recommend always learning meditation in a group because that's a huge part of it is the social dynamics. But, you know, this is just a fun thing you can do on your own to really drive home what meditation is and what it can be. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's been really lovely to hear those yeah, stories. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, and also I want to hear about your journey over there, like with the scientists. Yeah. Like what, how are the talks going okay. on and what's happening? Some new information, give it to me. 
yeah yeah so this is all yeah. new so um so my obsession with slow breathing rates began a couple of years ago so after i'd written draw breath um i'd been talking to a couple of scientists who i was quoting in the book already um just to check that they were happy with how i was presenting their work um just to confirm that i definitely understood it because i'm not a scientist um, and in particular, I'd um, spoken with Patricia Gerbarg and Richard Brown, who you may have heard of. They do breath, body, mind. They use coherent breathing and they study trauma. Um, and I went to an event of theirs in London about three years ago now, and they led me in a coherent breathing practice. And this, the whole room was doing a coherent, practice, coherent breathing practice. And for me, it was like a, a light bulb moment of, wow, this how my body feels after doing this. This is what I've been hoping to get out of meditation. You know, this is the, that dragon I've been chasing in meditation. I can get that every time, that level of focus, that level of calm in the body, just by controlling my breathing to this extent. And it's slow, rhythmic breathing, around five breaths per minute. And um, you're not taking in too much air. It's like nasal, smooth breathing. And what happens is your nervous system just completely changes within sort of five minutes. Your parasympathetic nervous system is online, really deeply in, uh, in touch with your own sensations, your own feelings in your body. Um, but also because the breathing is rhythmic, we're getting that sympathetic response from the inhalation, which is keeping us focused. So it's not enough to give you a fight or flight response, but it's enough to keep you focused. So you're feeling very calm, but also alert and aware of what's happening in your body. And so that... Uh, experience was really powerful for me um, and so I was like right how do I teach this so I began training with them um, but it's led me to kind of uh, through my YouTube channel Draw Breath which I'm hoping to interview you on Nevsha as part of yeah, my well, uh, sure. Breathwork Pioneer yeah. series uh -huh. uh, but um, the uh, I started interviewing people who were looking at this specific phenomenon this coherent breathing phenomenon and what changes in the body when we do it um, and it's been a really interesting journey and the scientists are all so um, willing to share their knowledge because they know how much this can change lives. Um, and so that's developed into me writing a book that's just going to be an educational book, um, fun, easy to understand. It's going to be full of the stories from these scientists and some of them are amazing, um, you know, what people have achieved using this simple breathing technique uh, from someone winning an Olympic gold medal in marksmanship. Um, to how we in the West had to go to space to actually discover this by accident, whereas obviously in the Himalayas and in India, uh, the yogis have known about it for, for thousands of years just through studying their own bodies. Um, so yeah, so how this all transpired, I'd been wanting to come to America for a long time to interview some of these uh, amazing scientists. And then I got invited to do the Breathing Festival in Mexico in February um, with uh, Dan Brule, who's kind of running that now. Um, and so I went and presented some of my initial research into the history of these techniques. And that was just a great launching pad for me to kind of move up from Mexico up into the States and start um, interviewing some of these folks. And so, yeah, yesterday I was speaking with um, a scientist who's been studying what happens to people's bodies when they. Uh, meditate for a week on a Joe Dispenza retreat. So some of your listeners may have heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's very famous in America. Um, and it's quite radical what changes in the body. Like the, the, the blood metrics look completely different after a week of 
doing various breathing and meditation techniques and all these kinds of things. Um, so it's very exciting. And, and what he was so excited about, a guy called Dr. Uh, Himal Patel, um, was the fact that you know on these Joe Dispenza retreats, there's a thousand people there, and they're all willing to share their bio data through wearable tech or um, blood samples and things like that because they want to know what's happening in their bodies. So things like that are just amazing. And then um, next week I'll be in uh, uh, in Los, Los Angeles talking to a guy called Dr. Jack Feldman who's been studying mice and what happens when you train mice to breathe slowly. And it's quite incredible because um, he's been getting these groups of mice, training them to do breath work basically and breathe slowly. And if you take one group that have done the breath work and one group that haven't, and you give them a tiny little electric shock, then the ones who've no, never done breath work go, oh my God, what the hell just happened? Ah, the world's not safe. And then they kind of freak out for the next half an hour. The ones who've done breath work, you give them the tiny shock and they go, ah, oh, that was weird. And they, they recover instantly. Their stress response is completely different. And it's because of how we're changing the nervous system when we do breath work, we're really calming the nervous system down. We're training the nervous system to recover from the stress response super quickly. Um, so yeah, all of these little stories will end up in the next book, Breathe in Harmony. And the difference between uh, Breathe in Harmony and Draw Breath is that um, Draw Breath is all about drawing. Breathe in Harmony is gonna have a load of music with it. So I've been working with some incredible musicians to create um, songs that you can actually breathe in time with and it will give you the benefits that we've just been talking about. So it's like slowly breathing in as the music rises, slowly breathing out as the music falls. Um, and it began as just a project uh, that my, my brother was helping me out with. He's an amazing musician. And we've just opened it up to have uh, three new musicians on the project. Um, and they're incredible. Like they've made music for TV shows and Hollywood films and stuff like that. Um, and they're really excited about it as well because they're really interested in mental health. So. Um, it's feeling like a really positive uh, project to be a part of at the moment. Mm. Um, soon I'll actually have to start writing and then it'll, <laughs> it'll become more of a chore. But this part of it where I'm just discovering the stories and talking to the scientists has been really amazing. Uh, but yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow, thank, I can't thank you wait for, asking. So for this trip, music. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can maybe share, share some with you, Nevsha, on the on the on the side yeah i would uh, love to i would like love to <laughs> yeah. tune into that and yeah with the beat and what you're yeah. saying is it's just amazing because i've been over the years very much amazed with the same thing but <coughs> especially the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and what happens when you balance those and what happens when you balance your breath and balance those it's mm -hmm. like balancing the i think like whatever we're searching for it is all inside the the word balance it's like balancing the sympathetic mm. parasympathetic balancing the yin and yang balancing the female and the male the masculine mm. and the family feminine it's like the secret lies there and with breath just breathing in it's the masculine actually because you're actively breathing in and then you breathe out it's the feminine just letting go and it's basically mm, the sympathetic and yes. parasympathetic system. It's like, I think that's the magic and the miracle of breath because we can, with using our breath and with controlling our breath, instantly balance 
the sympathetic and the parasympathetic and the masculine and the feminine and the left brain and the right brain and the yin and yang and all of it like and then you find mm. that balance you've been searching for it's just amazing and that's the it's like for people who are searching for that centered balance feeling like that centeredness we all know of and like you said i was you know i was there as well like wanting to get there and that's why we meditate right that's why we do breath work like that mm -hmm. centeredness alert but centeredness and calm state and that just happens instantly when you balance the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system it's like a magic tool giving given to us is isn't i mean that's like that's mm -hmm. what i've been finding amazing uh, over the years yes. myself so and it's uh, great to hear it from you too yeah uh, you're absolutely right and that that balance goes beyond the nervous system as well as you were just saying you know talking about the left brain the right brain i've been speaking to some neuroscientists who are describing what happens when you breathe in uh, you can almost see this wave in brainwave activity from the beginning of the inhalation to the end of the exhalation if you take a big group of people and average out all their data you see this wave as the brain goes up into beta waves and then uh, the top of the uh, inhalation as we begin the exhalation comes down into theta waves just subtly but that's a balance between um, the rational elements of our thinking and the more subconscious elements the more emotional elements and we see that not just in brain waves but in the modal networks of the brain as well so we switch from the default mode sorry from the task positive network which is us being focused at the beginning of the inhalation there's this subtle shift into the salience network which is how we feel our bodies and then into the default mode network which is us being distracted and then the breath begins again and so we have this attentional refresh cycle with each of our with each breath um, which is again another reason why it's so key to meditation and what we're doing in meditation we're training our attention so we can do that with every breath with each breath like a wheel of attention uh, moving through the body through the thoughts which is amazing and then there's also the carbon dioxide oxygen which i know you know a lot about if you're studying people with capnometers but the the idea that of balance there when we slow the breathing down when we do breathe rhythmically whether we are too much too little carbon dioxide we start breathing at this rate and that changes the carbon dioxide begins to be balanced in the system we have exactly the, the right amount that we need for our um, for the bore effect to be taking place for the uh, capillaries to all be opening and oxygenating all of our tissues and it just every single system in the body is affected by this balanced breathing and it brings balance throughout the body all the way up to the brain waves and the modal networks of the brain and um, yeah it really is we talked about poetry at the beginning it's so it's such an incredible uh, poetic way of describing it that you've got there of the masculine and the feminine and this balance so yeah I think um, you're on to something there yeah and also the opposite is also true like whenever it's unbalanced it's like I think it, I mean what what have been uh, obviously um, what have been really like hitting me with breath and what, what has been like miraculously important for me and my life has been like seeing that how we breathe how how we breathe is affecting everything and anything in our lives from our behaviors mm -hmm. to our thinking habits 
and the way our body responds to viruses, like everything. I mean, once you have that balanced and once you have that, yeah, once you have it in balance and once you can master your breathing, you literally start mastering your physical process, your whole body, your thinking system, emotions, everything. And once it's unbalanced, it's basically like you freak out. The whole system freaks out and it's like, and with the with the <laughs> the same thing happens with humans the same thing with rats it happens mm. with humans as well it's like whenever the breathing is unbalanced we are in anxiety panic and we can't cope with life it's such an important aspect it's just brilliant to have uh, all of us researching on it and talking about it and speaking about it and what's happening i think in the breathwork breathwork community it's just brilliant have you have you been realizing like well because i've been in this industry for so long time to see what's happening mm. is you know huge right now but have you also been experiencing it i think from the whole pandemic and on there's something amazing happening mm. in the breathwork community the number yes, of people I think getting interested, uh, becoming aware. Yeah, I think as as you say, you have a much better perspective on this than me from having been in this field for over twenty years. As an older um, sister, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the the what I've witnessed is comes from more of like the mindfulness side of things which is something I've been sort of doing and involved in for maybe 12 years something like that and yoga and seeing how the breath is now being moved into the center of that as the focus instead of it being about the mind it's like when we change the body we don't have to make an effort to change the mind what and we the quickest way we can do that is through the breath so um, I think what's changing is the internet means that we can all learn about this for free and very easily. Um, COVID has pushed people to do more things online that they maybe wouldn't have done. Maybe a friend invites them to do something like that. And that the way that people can measure this is a lot more accessible. So the kind of breathing that I've been talking about, the, the coherent breathing that also gets called heart rate variability breathing or um, equal parts breath, whatever it might be, people can buy very cheaply now the technology to see what's happening in their own bodies. Um, and uh, you, you're studying capnometry, which is probably still the, the last frontier that's very expensive to, to, to buy things for, but pulse oximeters that you can put on your fingertips, they cost under 10 pounds. Um, so people can literally have access to the technology to see what's changing in their body when they breathe. And you don't need to trust a teacher or um, to just trust what's written in a book. You can see it for yourself that this is changing in your body now because of the technology. So there's things like that. And then obviously there's things like Wim Hof, uh, who's just taken it to another level and, and really inspiring people and people like yourself. So making these amazing apps that are just um, so accessible now to people. And that just means that we, we don't, we, there's just so many uh, options through the day of adding this into your, into your day. And that's just transformative for people. Um, whereas before maybe you went on a retreat or you went on a yoga retreat and you go home and you just return to your normal life. Well, now we've got apps, we've got 
um, the internet. We've got all these different ways of um, sprinkling breathwork throughout our day and knowing that it's doing something. And yeah, I think it is, something is changing. Something is really happening mm. uh, in, in the breathwork world. And every breathing event that I go to seems to get bigger every year um, with more and more people wanting to come and more and more people trying to understand what's happening. So yeah, I think that um, we're still in a way only scratching the surface of um, what things like conscious connected breathing can do. I know that that's an area that you're interested in. Um, more of the kind of uh, more rapid, more strong sort of styles of breathing that we're doing to change the mind in, in a really, really fundamental way. Like we, we don't really understand what's happening there still. You have people studying holotropic breath work, but it's still very qualitative. Um, I know Richie Bostock, the breath guy, he's beginning to study this. He's one of the first people who's really studying this and getting people hooked up to an EEG. Um, so he's really one to watch for the next few years, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if you know him, but he'd be a great guest on your show as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Where he's kind of getting people to do that, that transformational breathing, that kind of um, more intense breath work and seeing how does it change the body. And I, I've spoken on this research trip with um, an expert in psychedelic therapy, so someone who's been helping uh, people using psilocybin and magic mushrooms who've had trauma and then helping them get over that using uh, psychedelics. And he's been, he's a guy uh, called uh, Bruce Tobin uh, from Canada who's been doing that since the 70s, but he always mixes it with holotropic breathwork. So he teaches them, these people, holotropic breathwork um, or a style that's very similar to it. And then he's obviously coaching them through some sort of psychological process. And then they're given a little dose of psilocybin and some breath work. And his view is that this probably works in the same way. Those two things are relaxing the beliefs of the ego and connections then can happen on the subconscious level through the limbic system on the emotional level that are healing for us. Um, but I think that, that that area of study, it's not my particular interest right now, but I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see um, that kind of breathwork getting studied more and more. And the problem has been that no one can really make money out of it, like with drugs that they can prescribe and keep you on the drugs for 20 years. And uh, they don't necessarily care about the side effects and all that kind of stuff. Breathwork is something that no pharmaceutical company can own, which is why it hasn't been studied. But now, because of this transformation that you're talking about, where so many people are interested in it, there's going to be greater demand from the public to know, well, what is happening? How does this work? Does it definitely work? You know, all of those things are going to push uh, research in this area. And I think that in 10 years' time, it'll be just something that every psychologist offers. I would certainly hope so anyway, as an option that is kind of a drug-free way to approach yeah. mental and health hopefully, and, a, and a safe um, way. And yeah, um, hopefully yeah. and also um, every Especially because, you know, mm, yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the thing is about using other psychedelics like uh, LSD or um, even high doses of psilocybin, if you're having a bad time, sorry, you know, see you in two days when you, when you land. Whereas breath work, you know, oh, you're having a bad time? Well, we'll just stop and we'll bring you back down with a different kind of breath work that's gonna stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, 
So yeah, it really is uh, going to be something that people are beginning to understand a lot more over the next few years, I hope. Yeah, I, I don't only hope, but I also see that it's becoming more mainstream now and I'm going to do everything to support that <laughs> with our Breath Up project. <laughs> mm. Yeah, thank you, Tom. I think mm -hmm, this has yeah. been a great conversation and I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. They got interested in it a lot. And I have. And thank you very much for all your time, your energy. You have a great energy and I'm sure you're going to be uh, touching uh, people's hearts and you know transforming a lot of people I can see that in you you're already doing that but I can see the future as well kind of uh, you're like a witch I can see oh, yeah thank but you, it's Nasha. like yeah yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> I'm you. gonna ask you one last thing and this is kind of like a question I ask yeah. to all my guests and uh, I think it's a very special <laughs> question uh, what would you like to see uh, happen in the world and what would you like all humans to understand and to give really get before you die oh wow so ha huh, that is a good one that's a very interesting one I think that From my travels recently, what I would like to see is a really simple one, less use of plastic. And in the developing world, where, where we see people who are not educated about what's the dangers of plastic polluting their own environment and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. I know we've got war in Ukraine at the moment, which is also on my mind, um, but those, the unless we do something about the the pollution especially in the developing world um, people aren't going to have access to the, all of the, those things that are going to improve their lives because the world is just getting so polluted with plastic so the more we can do in the um, in the more developed countries to uh, innovate and create ways of using less plastic the more we're going to protect the air quality so that people can continue um, to breathe freely and make those choices uh, as they move forward so that's that's the thing that's been on my mind lately and i think we can relate that to breath because if we don't protect our air quality through less pollution then um you know what are we going to do we could, there'll be no good air to do breath work with <laughs> um yeah. so yes that's that's my uh that's my that's my yeah, thinking I at the moment this. i'm sure if you asked me in a week i'd have a completely different <laughs> yeah um, that's but great yes, that's 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 been on my mind yeah. Clear air. And oh, well, thank you so air. much, Navshir, for inviting yeah. me. Thank you so too, yeah. Tom, for being with us and for sharing all these beautiful information. And I'm sure everybody enjoyed. So to our listeners, yeah. I'll see you next time. And I'll you see you soon on, on my channel. Yeah, hopefully. See you. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.